morning. It's April the 27th, 2023. Two times two is four. Four plus three is seven. Two and seven, 27. Two times four is 14. 14 minus seven. Leave seven plus two, 27. April the 27th, 2023. It's almost 10.20 a.m. here in Scompton, Utah. That's right, it's April the 27th, 2023. It's now star time, 32, some freak in a red plastic mask is going to visit you tonight and warn you of the crippling. Yes, it is now star time 32, and some weird lady tells you the Croton system, the Croton system, which is 200,000 light years away, is made up of many peoples. Some of them are quite, you know, racist. Some of them are quite insane because you are so primitive and unstable, they want nothing to do with you. They want nothing to do with you, baby. Like all scientists, 
My father's curiosity is insatiable, buddy. Yes, you're a blonde man wearing a Speedo. No, you're a bald man wearing a Speedo. You're a, a bald man wearing a golden Speedo and a golden cape, and you're from the antimatter universe. A dark world filled with pain and sadness. A dark world filled with cockroach king. A strange world filled with light beans and kidney beans and fruit. Indeed, brothers and sisters, because it is April the 27th, 2023. You know, when I was a kid, you know what, before we go into this topic, let me read a quote from Dr. Freckles. The only thing dumber than cops in space is the IRS after a thermonuclear war. Now, I bring this up because I remember seeing this really fucking stupid movie from the 80s as a kid. It was so shocking. It was a made-for-TV movie. It was called The Day After. It's about nuclear war. And towards the end of the film, the IRS shows up. That's right. Every city is nuked. People are covered in boils. People are covered in boils. They are lancing their boils using their, you know, bone mouth sharpays because their teeth are so sharp. And it's a meal for the dog. That's right. The IRS shows up. It's stupid. It, it, you know, as a kid, I didn't really ask too many questions. I think I was 12 or 13 when I saw that fucking movie. And I had been going to Catholic school since kindergarten, so for the most part, I understood obedience. And I understood the irrationality of obedience. And how people will simply do as they're told, even in absurdly stupid fucking situations. But I can't imagine anything more fucking stupid than paying taxes after a fucking nuclear war. I mean, it seems like at that point, you know, the social contract is null and void, shithead. You better start again, fucker. This time, don't blow the world up, asshole. You want my fucking taxes? Try this. Don't nuke cities. 
don't build nuclear weapons, don't cover the Middle East in depleted uranium, shithead. IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, showing up weeks after a nuclear war. People are dying, people are sick, people are covered in all kinds of tumors, but the IRS is there to tell you you can still pay your fucking taxes. <laughs> if that movie had been realistic, that IRS guy had been, would have been killed, the soldiers guarding him would have been killed, they would have been chopped up for turkey, people would have eaten them, they would have had the long pig, ceremonial and sweet, eat the IRS prick first. Yeah. As Dr. Freckles says, the only thing dumber than cops in space is the IRS after total thermonuclear war. And I mention this because I was watching this show, Space 1999, and one of the episodes, this guy, Tabor, shows up, and in order to prove his, you know, his prerequisites, his, you know, CV, his legitimate whatever, blah, 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 his bona fides... He shows a trading license issued by some motherfucker. Trading license number 490, yeah, slash C13, fuck. I don't know what's up there, brothers and sisters. I'm a Christian. I should have been born in Missouri. I call myself a cosmological agnostic because until I see it with my own fucking eyes... Like I said, should have been born, born in Missouri. I'm not going to believe it. Okay, show me first. Prove it to me first, and then I might believe it, right? But here's one thing I'm reasonably certain of. Cops, police, as we understand them, will have zero meaning in the depths of space. None. None at all. They might be made to exist. Who knows? That show Firefly, I didn't love the show, but it seems like they had their own version of cops that went around the fucking galaxy fucking with people. But I don't know, brothers and sisters. If a motherfucking cop shows up to your spaceship in deep space and asks you for your trading license, if a motherfucking cop shows up and says, have you paid your taxes? And if anybody after a nuclear war shows up and I'm still alive and they tell me I need to pay the IRS money, I think that person's not long for the world. I really don't. If I'm not the person that wrings their neck and breaks it, somebody will. And if you're asking myself, Dan, as a Christian, listen, this is a hypothetical. As a Christian, post-nuclear war, if the IRS shows up, I don't know how to put this, I'm pretty certain Jesus will look the other way. You're asking me for money? You're asking me for cash for what? To rebuild what? Your shitty system that blew up the world? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the neocons. Fuck the Trilateral Commission. Fuck foreign affairs. I don't know why I ever read that rag. Fuck the economist. Fuck the State Department. Fuck the CIA. Fuck the deep state with a large glowing fucking chunk of rebar. 
not paying your fucking taxes. I don't even file right now. Why the fuck do you think I would file or give a shit post-nuclear war? I've wondered about that. Not when I was then, not then, not when I was a dumbass 12, 13-year-old kid. But, but since then, I've wondered about how fucking absurd that is. How fucking stupid that is. How deranged and polluted your brain has to be to believe that anybody, any rational thinking person who's dying of radiation poisoning post-nuclear war, how they're ever going to give a fuck about paying your taxes, how they're ever going to give a fuck about voting. But then I remember 2020 and 2021 and every fucking year since then. And then I think maybe... Maybe a lot of people, not everybody, but enough people are that fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah, a lot of motherfuckers wore coffee filters. A lot of motherfuckers bought into a giant bullshit pandemic. A lot of motherfuckers turned on their friends and their families. A lot of motherfuckers put their children at risk. A lot of people psychologically abused their loved ones because they were not willing to show a tiny little speck, a modicum of moral courage. So yeah, I can believe trading licenses in space if there is space. And I can believe an IRS agent shows up right next to the fucking crater from the 2.5 megaton near hit. I can believe it. I can believe a whole bunch of stupid shit because people who I expected more of proved me wrong. People, human beings with a brain, you know, with a frontal lobe, with a lot of gray matter, supposedly, they proved me wrong. Enough people were that fucking stupid. It should have been the other way around. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. It should have been completely the opposite. The very moment we suspected we were being fucked with, this government should have fallen. I don't mean the Democrats, you shithead. I don't mean the Republicans. I don't mean the Libertarians or the motherfucking Communists. I mean the whole fucking thing. The whole goddamn thing should have been, should have been over in May, June of 2020, if there had been enough people with moral courage and enough people with a modicum of intelligence, that entire system should have been destroyed. But that didn't happen, did it? So who's the fucking fool? The idiot who looks at that movie the day after and believes the IRS will show up post-nuclear war? Or me? The motherfucker who has way too much faith in humanity. Who is the greater fool? Who is the idiot here? Who's the dumbass? I'll tell you what. Could be me. So yeah. Tabor. When you run into the... What? The floating moon in space. The rogue moon. It's not even a rogue moon. It's a planet at that point. A rogue planet. Yes. Yeah. Commander Koenig... Yeah, Commander Koenig wants to check your trading license. Tabor. Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it, man, that the IRS would show up at your town 
as you're dying of radiation. And I can believe you'd pull out your last radioactive quarters and put it into a little can labeled the USA. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to. I I wanted to believe something different. Um, I wanted to believe something different. I wanted to have faith in something different. And I still do. Here's the fun part about being a very foolish person like me. Even after the last couple years, I still want to have more faith in people than less. I still want to believe there are enough people in the world, in the United States, everywhere, that this tyranny can fall. It can end. It can. It takes courage. It takes putting down your goddamn smart device, even if you're listening to this fucking podcast. It takes deciding to ignore the system. You don't have to have a revolution, motherfucker. You just have to disengage. You just have to say, I pay you no mind, sir. You don't have to kill the IRS agent when he shows up at your crater post-nuclear war. He's dying of cancer too, fuckhead. And he took the vaccine, so he's dying faster. You don't have to do anything to that stupid fuck. These people are already dead. These voters, these people that believe that their slave master is going to take care of them, they're already dead. They've chosen the path of death. Maybe it takes 20 or 50 years to complete the last step. But the very moment you give yourself your choice, your sovereignty, who you are, the very moment you provide that authority to another person, you say, here you go. Here's my liberty. Here's my dignity. Here are my quarters, the radioactive ones I have left over. The moment you do that, you're dying. You see, this is the, the lie. And, and frankly, a lot of libertarians spread this lie. Ironically enough, they spread it in 2020. Here's the fucking lie. And it's always been the lie. That freedom is optional. Brothers and sisters, it might not be tomorrow or next week or even in a hundred years. But when you give up your freedom as a human being, it is an extinction level event. It takes a while sometimes, maybe it does take a century, but eventually everybody who comes after you that you might think about, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, all of them end up dead. Freedom is not an option. It's not a, a thing you have, a nice to have. It is one of the things that keeps you alive, motherfucker. It's one of the things that keeps us all alive. You take it away, you might as well take the oxygen away. Take the water away. Take all the food away. <laughs> Sounds like 2023, doesn't it, motherfucker? And I kind of beat that dead horse, but... I don't know. It's funny to see a movie or a show about the future... And people are talking about the IRS and talking about business licenses. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I wonder, I wonder who sat in on that editorial meeting. I wonder who sat around that round table 
Certainly they wanted to make people realize that if there's a nuclear war, you still gotta pay your taxes. I mean, a motherfucking farmer in the, in the TV movie The Day After goes to listen to the government nonsense about taxes. He heads home and there are cannibals eating his shit and soon to eat him. You think he's going to pay his fucking taxes when he ends up in a cannibal stool? Maybe not, right? So I declared, um, I think about a week ago, not quite a week ago, maybe about a week ago, yeah, maybe longer than a week ago, I declared what's called a jar emergency. I had gone to the grocery store and I had reported that a cheap-ass food club jar of spaghetti sauce cost six bucks. This was not true. I double-checked it when I went back the next day. The grocery store had posted these little discount cards all over the aisle, and I'd misread it. And I'll tell you something. Um, if you go to the grocery store here where I live, there's some interesting things going on. Like eggs. The price of eggs have gone down a lot. Keep in mind, eggs are perishable. Okay, eggs will. Unless you take certain steps, they will go bad. There are ways of storing eggs. I believe you can store them in certain types of chemicals and they'll last a long, long, long time. But as is, eggs will go bad, eventually. Um, so the price of eggs has gone down. The price of butter, still high, less perishable. The price of canned food, still really fucking high, less perishable. In fact, the stuff that will go rotten in a couple days, the prices have gone down. Probably because nobody had the money to buy that food a few weeks ago. But the stuff that is semi-prepared and might last, the prices have either stayed high or they've gone higher. Now, I have a theory as to why I reported this jar emergency. And I'm calling it a jar emergency, right? My first theory is the demon did it to me. A demon named Zinder who's been tracking me from Seattle. He's been following me to trip me up, he did. On December the 19th, this silly demon told me, shithead, go get some potato chips. And then I broke my arm, right? Do I blame the demon? I don't know. I don't know. The next explanation is probably the most likely, and that is I kind of expect it. Like in the last year, and it's not just been the last year, brothers and sisters, I noticed an uptick in prices in 2019, before the monkey herpes, before the COVID, before all the fucking food processing plants blew up. I noticed prices creeping up. I noticed that particular store, you know, in Capitol Hill, that particular grocery, at the beginning of 2019, I think they had one security guard. By the end, I think they had two or three. Um, so this thing about food prices going up is not new. It's not brand new. 
the American food system, quote unquote, has been under stress for about 10, 10 years, I think. And probably about the time they decided to pull the trigger on Bob Limpdoc, you know, with our favorite, favorite show, The COVID, that was a funny fake show. I think they knew things were going to get out of control. So yeah, I think we all kind of expect prices to go up. And the only reason why they haven't gone up drastically more, or maybe there are a few reasons. One reason is I think the government about a decade ago began storing a lot of food. And probably, given the way you eat that kind of food, you're eating the old stuff first. So yeah, part of the reason might be that. Also, there's shrinkflation. The fact that you're getting adulterated stuff. The fact that they're taking the maker's mark and making it 50% water, right? We sort of expect it. But like I said, you go to the grocery store right now where I live, and it's schizophrenic um, and still pixelated. Some items are very, very high. Some items are going down in, in price. I wouldn't say they're getting cheap. They're just going down. And the only correlation I can draw is the stuff that's going to go rotten in a couple weeks is the stuff that's dropping in prices. The stuff that you could actually put into a box and you know keep in your basement for 10 years those prices have been and continue to be stubbornly high. And what's interesting is the stuff that's actually bad for you, which means the stuff that isn't perishable, the stuff in the can, that stuff, yeah, the prices keep going up. And it makes you wonder. It makes you ask some fucking questions, right? So I don't know if I'm going to declare the jar emergency over, but I do think it's interesting. Next topic. Next topic. Dan, you're a motherfucker. Oh, God, Norman Borlaug. You know something? Oh. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. A lot of you motherfuckers don't understand that the cricket flower garbage food reality started with a guy named Norman Borlaug. And it shows... Dan, they'll make us eat cricket flour. No, that's Norman Borlaug, the Green Revolution. He got so many prizes. He was so well-loved by the deep state. There was a show that Showtime produced about you know, 15, 16 years ago, called Bullshit. And, and Penn and & Teller did the show. And a lot of the episodes, even today, stand the test of time. Frankly, the ones they did on 9-11 and a few other topics don't really stand the test of time. The one they did about Norman Borlaug was 100% propaganda. Here is my position on food, brothers and sisters, and I am uber-fucking-consistent. I don't want the government to have anything to fucking do with it. If your argument is, well, without the government, we'd all be eating poison food because Teddy Roosevelt read The Jungle by Upton, fuck you, fuck Upton Sinclair, fuck the jungle, and fuck Teddy Roosevelt, the man, the evil legend piece of shit, who in many ways created 
the modern deep state, created the modern neocon reality, created modern progressive bullshit, and if you're a Republican and you look up to that shithead, that just goes to prove how much bullshit is in the Republican Party fucktard. Does that help you? The FDA, no, the FDA doesn't do shit. The FDA did not protect you from whatever nutty shit they put into a fucking, you know, glass or plastic cylinder and they injected into you in the last couple of years. Guess what? The FDA didn't help you. And as far as the food goes, <laughs> yeah, the FDA's not helping you there either, fucker. So you can stop right there. Here's what I want. I don't want the government to have anything to do with what I put in my body, ever, period. I want to have choices. If people really like the over, you know, carbohydrated, sugary shit that is a product of the Green Revolution, if they want the nutrition-free bullshit that comes from the Norman Borlaug way of pouring chemicals on the topsoil, what's left of it, and then watching what's left of it go into the Gulf of Mexico, fucker. I don't care. You can have your corn. You can have your corn syrup. You can have your corn sandwich. I just don't want the government to have anything to fucking do with it. I don't want them promoting it. I don't want them selling it. I don't want them storing it. And I sure as shit don't want them telling us what to put in our bodies. Period. That's it. If you're one of these, oh, but Dan, I thought you believed. I do believe in freedom, fucker which implies logically, shithead, that agricultural subsidies that mainly go to agricorps are crap, okay? Okay, my dad was a logger. I'm gonna let you in a little secret. Older than the profession of growing food is cutting down the trees so you can grow the fucking food, shithead. When the logging industry was being destroyed in the Pacific Northwest by Reagan back in the 80s, None of you motherfuckers did hands across America bullshit, uh, USA for Africa, let's help the farmer crapola. You didn't give a shit that Cedar Woolley, Washington, where's Cedar Woolley? Well, you know what? In 1982, Cedar Woolley wasn't doing so fucking well. Okay, <laughs> domestic violence, you name it, everything was going sideways. Why? Because their entire economic reality was turned upside down, shithead. Now, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck because there is no sacred cow. So take your motherfucking farmer sacred cow and your motherfucking subsidies and shove them up your fucking butt. Because my dad's profession, technically speaking, is way older, shithead, than yours. And in 1982, nobody gave a fuck that loggers and their lives in Washington State were going down the fucking tubes. Nobody. So fuck off, Farmer Tom. And to the ghost of Norman Borlaug, fuck you too. You gave us 50 years. 50 years of sugar. The deep state loved you. They, they really loved you. Now keep in mind, about the time they gave that shithead the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, or whatever the Nobel Prize, there was something called the Club of Rome. And they said there were too many of us motherfuckers. So riddle me this motherfucker before we go to the next goddamn topic. Why the fuck would the deep state out of one side of their mouth say there's too many people and out of the other side of their mouth support a motherfucker who literally led to doubling the population in 50 years? Why? 
Tell me, explain that to me. If you can explain that shit to me, if you're so fucking masterful in your deep state logic, go ahead. All I can tell you is that it's all 100% status bullshit. And what I want is really quite simple. I want to be able to make choices about the kind of food I put in my body. I don't care about the FDA. I don't care about the agricultural departments. I don't care about the inspectors. I want it to be my choice. If I put poison into my body, like so many of you dumbass motherfuckers did, probably, it was either poison or placebo coming out of that fucking injection, right? Whether it was placebo, whether it was poison, if you decided to inject yourself with an anti-make-believe pandemic drug, Fuck you for the rest of your life. If you're still wearing a coffee filter on your goddamn face, fuck you for the rest of your life telling me what I can and can't put into my body, period. Really. If you're a motherfucker who loves to spend time complaining about people who drink, you know, they drink whiskey, they drink beer, but you're the same motherfucker who posts his Post pictures of Norman Borlaug crap food and says, hey, let's go get a sugar taco so we can watch our blood sugar spike and maybe get that type 2 diabetes fuck you. Am I clear? I don't give a shit about your farmer dad. I don't give a shit about your farmer mom. And as far as Norman Borlaug's Green Revolution goes, he gave us 50 years of a nutritional famine. And very, very soon, the type of agriculture he recommended, very commie, very Soviet agriculture, very soon, the, the famine that involves no food is right around the goddamn corner. And all that topsoil, all those hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years of building topsoil, of building aquifers in the Midwest is almost destroyed. What the fuck do you think happens next? Believe me, brothers and sisters, if you want the Norman Borlaug bullshit to work, here's something you need. Really, really, really cheap oil. And cheap natural gas, fucker. Oh, shit. That doesn't look like that's on the menu either, fucker, does it? Good luck. Good luck. If you believe in the Norman Borlaug Green Revolution, good fucking luck. Really, if you live in a city and you love your high-carbohydrate diet, but you're confused about your type 2 diabetes, you're so skinny, <laughs> good fucking luck. Really, good luck. I don't care. I don't. I have no advice for you. I'm either completely crazy and in about a year, I'll probably check myself in someplace, or in about a year, no matter what I'm telling you right now, it won't matter anyways. None of it will matter. You're going to hear. This is how it's going to start, by the way, if you live in a city. It's going to start with you hearing the kids of your neighbors crying at night because they go to sleep hungry. That'll be week number three, shithead. By week five and six, um, their parents are going to be knocking on doors asking if anybody's got any fucking food. By week eight, Nobody's going to be asking, shithead, but I've got a basement filled with 556. Five, I've got a basement 
filled with guns and food. Good, good. I'm glad you do. So do your fucking starving neighbors who no longer are concerned about their lives. They care about their kids' lives. And guess what? Your kids are not, are not more important to them. And if you don't have any kids, if you're some nasty old fuck living in a city someplace, San Francisco, New York City, Seattle, if you're by yourself living in that fucking city, yeah, it's going to be a no-brainer for them. Well, actually, it will be a some-brainer because they'll probably reach the point where they'll take the brain out of your skull and cook it with a little bit of Chianti. There's your garbage food. That's what the Green Revolution is, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, my friends out there. That's what Norman Borlaug's dream was. Garbage food for garbage people. Worthless food for worthless people. Slave food. And it was only ever going to work for 50 years. And my question is, did he know that? Did he know that, that about a half a century was all he was going to squeeze out of that fucking taco? I don't know. If he knew that the end game for what he was recommending was in about 50 or 60 years, people would be starving in the streets. If he knew that, what kind of person was he? Was he this great humanitarian who wanted to develop hybrid wheat to feed the world? Or was he a motherfucker setting you up for failure? That's a fun question for a dead man, right? And if I'm right about Norman, I'll, I won't see him in heaven, no. I mean, I can't judge. It's Jesus' part there. And maybe he did apologize at the end. I don't know. But I don't think I'm going to see Norman in heaven. I don't think I'll see Hitler or Stalin in heaven. Mao Zedong or Pol Pot won't see them in heaven either. Probably. Next topic. Next topic is another quote from Dr. Freckles, right? It was a dark night of the plane flight of the soul. It was a dark night of the broken-hearted, lonely plane flight of the empty house of no one coming home soul. Yeah. I put this one together thinking about the last time I flew on a plane, which was last November. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life for a lot of different reasons, not least of which was going to the airport in Salt Lake City and going to the airport in Seattle and seeing how many dumb fucks were still putting coffee filters on their kids. I mean, that's a, that's a shocking thing to me. I know they're harming their kids. Maybe their kids aren't their kids. Brothers and sisters, if, if I didn't tell you, this whole wearing a coffee filter thing really facilitated human trafficking. Of the many things that putting a mask on a kid did, it covered up their grief and their sadness and their anger and their fear. So if some motherfucker stole a kid off the street and they're wearing their fucking coffee filter and boy, that Costco fucker's making sure they're wearing it right, you don't see that the kid is living in terror. You don't see that the kid is going from house to house. You don't see the kid is being used and abused because, hey, Fauci told you to wear a fucking coffee filter, motherfucker. 
Yeah. It was a dark night of the plane flight of the soul. Every time I go to the, go to an airport, every time I get on a plane, and this too is is funny and sad and ironic in a certain kind of sour, cheesy kind of way, because when I was a kid, a long, long fucking time ago, I had a vision of traveling in the future, like what it would be like. And I thought it would be better. I thought they'd improve things. I thought that ultimately that 747 I took to Hawaii as a 10-year-old in 1980, I thought to myself, well, shit, Dan, 40 fucking years later, it should be nicer than that, right? 40 years later, it was worse. 40 years later, it was terrible. 40 years later, I found myself to be cattle crammed into a giant aluminum cylinder. Yeah, it was a dark night of plane fly the soul. topic. Dan, you sound angry. Eh, I'm kind of angry. Maybe. I don't know. Next fucking topic. I'm going to take a little drink here. So there are artifacts of reality when it comes to life on Earth. That, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many people that study animal behavior, these things don't fit neatly into survival. They don't. I mean, I'm sure there's someone who wrote a paper on why the octopus has a garden. Well, they put a garden together so that they can breed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a breeding strategy. I have no fucking idea. But I have an alternative theory. That when a living thing achieves a little bit of consciousness... Well, I've said this before. The first thing that happens to you as a living thing is, holy shit, I'm here. And then the second thought as a living thing is, holy fuck, I don't know enough. day, I'll see Boomer look out the window, little hungry, little, um, not little, medium-sized bone mouth Sharpe, and he'll look out the window and he'll see a plastic bag. And he'll see a plastic bag rolling through the field. And, you know, I know stuff that he doesn't know, and perhaps older dogs do know. Like Kia, she kind of knows a plastic bag is a plastic bag. She kind of gets that. But Boomer doesn't quite get that. He sees a plastic bag rolling down the field. He thinks it's some weird creature. Maybe it's tasty. If it's smaller than him, it's time to go get some food. 
And in the two years I've been here, um, I've noticed that the dogs will share behaviors. And the behaviors don't really seem to serve a practical purpose. Like you could argue that kicking up dirt post-poop kind of serves a behavior if you're doing it the way the cat does it, with a purpose to cover up the poop. But in a lot of cases, these dogs are doing this dance now. It's like they take their poop, they're very happy they got to go to a private place to poop, and believe me, they draw a distinction between pooping in the backyard and pooping in that special, special, special spot on the field. And along with this goes this kind of weird thing, this weird dance they do. I've mentioned it before. And you can say, well, Dan, that's just, you know, monkey see. It's not monkey see, monkey do bullshit. And besides, stop picking on monkeys. I'm sure there's a lot of monkeys that have a more functional connection to reality than most of the motherfuckers you meet in the city, shithead. I don't see monkeys wearing coffee filters, fucker. And I certainly don't see them injecting themselves. Well, if monkeys were smarter... No, if monkeys were smarter, maybe, but I doubt it. Or maybe they'd be like us. They would do stupid shit, too. Culture is a kind of superstructure. It really is. That exists beyond biology. You know, you have biology that generates consciousness. Beings have awareness. They develop executive function. They know they're here. They know that other beings are here as well. And then they start asking themselves, well, shit, I don't know enough, so maybe I can do little tricks to get by. You know, a little dance, a little rabbit foot. I'll put some salt on the table. I'll pour it out if I spill the salt. Oh, is that a ladder? I'm not going to walk underneath it. Oh, is that an umbrella? Don't open it up inside, shithead. Yeah, is that, is that an umbrella, fucker? Is that a motherfucking umbrella? Don't open that up inside. It'll be bad luck. Hey, little boomer. Did you just take a poop? You better do your dance, or it'll be bad luck. Yeah, I think with a little bit of consciousness, a lot of strange things come along for the ride, including culture. In fact, I can imagine in the future, sometime in the future, in some cave in the Uinta Mountains, there's an old gray and black res dog mutt, an old res dog mutt sitting in a cave, typing away, working on his masterpiece, Decline of the Dog by Oswald Spaniel. And on the cover of Decline of the Dog by Oswald Spaniel is a French bulldog. And no comment is necessary, my friend. Just looking at that smudged up face. It can't reproduce. It can't wipe its butt. All it can do is be a problem. Decline of the Dog by Oswald Spaniel. Dan, gee, okay, okay, next topic. Next topic, is this another quote from Dr. Freckles? 
brothers and sisters. People prefer their sawdust lies over their bleeding anus truth. What does that mean? Have you kept track of all the fucking drugs they tell you that you need? All the tests you need? Oh, if you're over the age of 45, you, you should get a colonoscopy. I don't know, maybe. If you're over the age of 45, you can try colon guard and send your, your butt poop scrapings through the mail. I don't think so. Hey, if you're over 50, the COVID's gonna... No, the COVID ain't gonna do shit, motherfucker. No, I, I'm not getting a colonoscopy. I don't take the flu vaccine. And believe me, all the motherfucking vaccines that the government wanted to give me, they gave me when I was serving my country. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your service. Here's anthrax shot number two. Right? There were three anthrax shots given in 1998 and 99. I got two of them. Now, I'm not sure if two out of three is good or bad. I do know veterans who got the same shots and they claim it made them sick. They claim that it disabled them. And I don't know. I truly don't know. It's like what I told you about the fucking vaccine a couple years ago. It's either a poison or a placebo. But the good news is you don't fucking need it. So if you're some motherfucker who's scaring people about everybody who's dying of the vaccine, let me keep this fucking simple. It was an IQ test. If you took it, you failed. That's how life is sometimes. It really is. Sometimes we all can be stupid, right? Remember a motherfucker who decided to get potato chips when it was like minus degrees out on December the 19th? Yeah. We're all stupid sometimes, shithead. But don't for a moment claim that people weren't telling you the simple truth, that you don't need it, that there was no warp speed vaccine. And by the way, if you're one of these shitheads pushing Donald Trump at this point, what the hell is wrong with you? How schizophrenic are you? How completely broken are you? Okay, this shithead told people to take a vaccine that had barely been tested, and it wasn't just one vaccine, it was a potpourri of all kinds of shit from all kinds of random pharmaceutical companies, not random. When it comes to that kind of communism, everybody, every criminal gets a cut, fucker. So it wasn't random that so many different companies were, were in on it because everybody had to make a buck. But one thing's certain, you didn't need it. Okay, you did not need it. You didn't have to take it. Whether it was poison, whether it was placebo, you did not need it. And lots of people told you two years ago that this was true. So at this point in time, do whatever you got to do. Complain if you want to. I would suggest praying to the Lord in heaven. But don't blame others because you took the fucking vaccine. People told you the truth. You should have been able to see the truth with your own fucking eyes. And you chose not to. Because people like you prefer their sawdust lies, their sawdust bread, their, their adulterated maker's mark over their bleeding anus truth every fucking morning when they wake up. People preferred the idea that they could be taking a poison and putting it into their bodies over the simple reality that the pandemic was 100% crap. Yeah. People prefer their sawdust lies over their bleeding anus truth, Dr. Freckles. 
Next topic, fucker. Because I beat that dead horse. And this is the last topic, actually. And, it's an, and it is a quote from Dr. Freckles. The frog people love baby talk and Trump meditate. What does this mean? Well, if you've been on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you'll see these memes of the frog people that have been showing up for, what, six, seven years now? And they're always misspelling words in a cutesy kind of baby talk sort of way, like F-R-E-N is friend. You don't spell it out, do you, shithead? Why would you? You don't really want the people listening to you to have a very high IQ. Yeah, the frog people love baby talk. And they love Donald Trump. Think on this. Oh, but then you must support... No, no, I don't support Biden. I don't support Trump. I don't support RFK. If you need to waste your time, the precious time you have left participating in bullshit, that's your fucking business, Mr. and Mrs. Bleeding Anus Truth. You can do that. You can wake up every morning and look in your toilet and see the blood and ask yourself, oh, why? Go see the doctor. Get John in Tivio and Tivio and Tivio because God knows the explosion in autoimmune disorders is normal, fucker. Yeah, you don't want to know. Vote for Biden. Vote for Trump. Vote for RFK. Vote for Nikki Haley. Vote, 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 vote. Oh my God, Tucker Carlson just got fired from Fox. That must mean he's telling the truth. What's sheep dipping? What's sheep dipping, Dan? Let me explain what sheep dipping is. And it applies to many types of situations, but it mainly comes from tradecraft, from the world of clandestine operations, a.k.a. the world of spies. In fact, some people believe this was a big part of what happened in Oklahoma City in 1995, that Timothy McVeigh, instead of being kicked out of the military, he was actually sheep-dipped. Now, what does that mean? Hmm. And by the, by the way, the same thing um, applies to Lee Harvey Oswald. Many people believe that Lee Harvey was sent down the communist let's go to the Soviet Union and marry some blonde bitch program because he was being sheep-dipped too. And the sad truth is he was being sheep-dipped to be a patsy. So he was very deep in the broken world. You ever see that movie, The Parallax View? In some ways, the story The Parallax View or Arlington Road both these films will tell you a little bit of what probably happened to Lee Harvey Oswald. But here is what sheep dipping is. Sheep dipping is a process by which you take a person and you put them through an ordeal. Maybe they get arrested. Maybe they end up, you know, doing some terrible thing. They get fired from their job. They get kicked out of the military. And now they have a reputation. They've been dipped. Now they look different. They look different to the people they're supposed to spy on. They look different to the community. When Alex Jones was so publicly, and that's the key word, publicly, because the people who the state really hates, they'll abuse, they'll kill, and you'll never fucking hear about them. Yeah, Snowden. Yeah, it makes you wonder about Snowden, too. But anywho, when Alex Jones was so cer ceremoniously 
kicked off of YouTube or whatever so obviously, so publicly, I believe he was being sheep-dipped so that he could be a limited hangout. I'll let you know, Tucker Carlson is going to be a limited hangout. He will tell you things like every sheepdog will. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is the truth. But make sure you get back inside the fence. I mean, Overton window. I mean, in back in the fence. But yeah, oh my God, there's terrible. But you know what? Don't go farther than here. Don't go that far outside the fence. My name is Tucker Carlson. And I'll tell you where the fence line is. And you can peek beyond it. But you don't want to go much further because, hey, I'm Tucker Carlson. I think he's been sheep-dipped. I know this is random and off the topic of baby talk for frog people, but it kind of fits. It kind of fits the cognitive framework of people that would vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave you the warp speed vaccine. Donald Trump is the person who could have fired Anthony Fauci, but did not. And if you say, well, he didn't have any power, then why the fuck do you vote, dumbass? You guys always come back to this. It's like the Biden people. Oh, Donald Trump did this. Donald Trump did that. Biden's president, fucker. At some point, when there's a year left, you gotta say he's the guy, right? Or you're left with another reality, and that is voting is bullshit. And that you're all schizophrenically disappointed every two to four years, and yet you keep going back because, hey, schizophrenic... The frog people love baby talk and Trump meditate. They do. They love the baby talk. They love the simple truths. They love the, the truths that don't require a lot of, you know, complexity or awareness or consciousness. They love the kinds of things that you can just look at as a meme. They love memes. Yeah. Would Shakespeare have been better as a meme? How about general and special relativity? How about every major work of thought in the last 500 years? Would it have been better as a meme? But memes are simple, though, aren't they? They're kind of like that language that motherfucker talks about in 1984. You know, Orwell's book. The Word Speak Dictionary will be so simple next year. It'll be from stomach to mouth. We'll skip the brain. You'll think with your stomach. Choco rations go up next week. We're at war with Eurasia. We're at war, war with Oceania. We're at war with East Asia. We're at war with Transasia. We're at war with Africa. Did we say we're at war with East Asia? Choco rations go up next week. Friend, friend, that's it. I'm going to keep it really fucking simple. If you voted for Biden, Biden won the election. It's 2023. If you bitch and moan about Donald Trump in 2023, you are a dumbass. If you voted for Donald Trump in 2016, you remember when he said he was going to arrest Hillary Clinton in the first 30 days? Huh, that didn't happen. Yeah, if you voted for him, he was president in 2020. He made choices. He made choices or he couldn't. 
Pick a fucking lane. If you want to tell me the president can't do shit, then why do you fucking vote? And if you do vote, then shut the fuck up when you win. Don't complain. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Shut the fuck up. Your system doesn't work. Okay? The best move you have, the most intelligent move you have left, and maybe it's the only fucking move you have left, is when that IRS agent shows up right next to the smoking crater while your kids are dying of radiation poisoning. Don't pay your fucking taxes at that point. I know that seems simple. It should be simple, but it seems complicated for most of the fuckers I left in Seattle. You don't have to. That social contract is null and void. If the president told you to poison your kid, if the president told you to put a coffee filter on your kid, two coffee filters, so if somebody was abusing your kid, nobody would ever know, that was your fucking choice. You could have chosen differently. Stop blaming other people. Stop blaming the president. Stop blaming the presidents that didn't win. It makes about as much sense as blaming world wrestling celebrities for shit that happens. It really does. It makes about that much fucking sense. Baby talk people. Frog people. Friend. If you like this podcast, you're probably a vo- and you're probably not a voter. Because who knows? Oh, Dan, you don't like voters. Yeah. I vote libertarian. Yeah, libertarian shitheads were wearing coffee filters too, fucker. (sighs) Yeah. I remember interviewing this dude in 2020. A libertarian. Uh, Actually, no. He's technically an anarchist. And he was running for president and I interviewed him. And he was talking about the COVID like it was a real fucking thing. This is March of 2020, a couple weeks into the bullshit. And this quote-unquote anarchist, this quote-unquote defender of freedom, has spent so little fucking time thinking about what was going on that he felt comfortable spreading the lies on my podcast. Which, you know, given how deeply buried it is, I don't know, whatever. But if you listen to this podcast and you like it, you can donate to it. it. You don't have to. I would prefer you take care of your food, your water, your shelter first. I would prefer that if you have a family, especially if you have a family and kids, that you stockpile a little food. Six months, maybe a year. If you live in Utah, you probably got ten years in your basement. If you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, if you've taken care of the people you love and care about, if you've tried to enjoy your life because that's a good piece of advice right now. I'm not sure there's any practical thing you can do to change the trajectory, direction, or the force of the tidal wave that's coming. You can get out of the fucking way, but that means living the city, so I'm not sure a lot of motherfuckers are going to do that. But if you can't leave leave the fucking city, if you want to stay on the Titanic, if you want to ride Mount St. Helens in outer space with good old Truman and the 17 cats... You can do it, baby. That's what I recommend, baby. Take care of your food, water, shelter. Take care of the people you love. Put aside some food. Newsflash, it won't be enough.
If you've done all those things, if you've taken reasonable and practical steps, and if you do live in the city and you live near any body of water, because chances are if you live in a city, you're near a river or the ocean or a lake. How can I put this? No matter how nice a car you have, especially if it's electric, that's not how you're going to leave the city when you need to. You'd be better off having a few of those recreational kayaks on hand. You know, some of those water bags that are waterproof that you can put food into. Um, some water purification. And know how to use that equipment so when the time comes that you have to leave the city, you can leave it the only way you might be able to. And that's by water. You're not going to march out of L.A. County. Okay, that's 20 or 30 miles of marching through hell. And if you're not leaving now, you're going to be hiking through that shit when every other motherfucker is saying, do you have food for my kids? And the good news is a lot of these motherfuckers are going to be telling you the fucking truth. Yeah, I mean, it's not really good news. It's actually worse for you. Um, you're not going to hike out of L.A. County, shithead. But if you can get yourself a boat, if you can somehow get to water, you have a chance. That is the only advice I'm going to give to a fucking city dweller at this point. Get yourself a means to get out of Dodge on water. Because the roads are going to be clogged with people. There won't be any gasoline at the gasoline station. And there's going to be millions of people too fucking hungry to give a shit whether you live or die. Yeah. You want to donate to this podcast? There's a link. But as I said, if you live in the city, if you've done everything you can, if you've accepted your faith, fate, fate, faith, man, that's a Freudian something, Jesus. If you've accepted your situation for what it is, and you still got money left over before you pay me, try to find some joy. If you have a family, try to treat them to some joy, to some happiness. There's a lot of darkness out there, including whatever you think you get from this podcast. To my credit, I am trying to focus on historically accurate versions of darkness. But who knows? Maybe I'm just like the fuckers talking about COVID, or talking about the Ian Miles wrong, Andy no clue race war, or talking about whatever crisis with gender we have today. Oh my God, there's a drag queen story show. Florida is outlined. People are running. Oh my God. You know what? All that's coming from the government. All of that's coming from the media. The truth I'm giving you is truth that they would just assume bury. In fact, they want to bury it so much, they've done a couple psyops already. The boy who cried wolf type psyops, like the toilet paper shortage. You remember the great toilet paper shortage of April, May 2020, Bo Blimpdock? It's not going to be linear. You won't get any warning. It'll be cascading and catastrophic in that mathematical sense. It'll be discontinuous and brutal. When it begins happening, the distance between where you are right now in normality and chaos will be measured in, in weeks, if not days. If you sense what's coming, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. City Dweller... It may or may not be too late, but I would listen to your fucking instincts at this point. Because the government's not going to help you. 
They're not going to explain why the dozen eggs have dropped in prices and why that shitty can of fucking food is now double or tripled in price. They're not going to explain the logic of any of that. They won't. And neither will Alex Jones or Tucker Carlson. You're going to get no warning at all. And if you think it's going to be graceful because some economist told you, well, it's going to be graceful. No. Was it graceful on the way up? In the 20th century, governments killed between 300 million and half a billion people when times were good. How graceful do you think it's going to be on the way down, shithead? And if we are on the verge of the end times, and I don't know, and you don't know, Jesus told us we wouldn't know, then yeah, a lot of things are about to get pretty crazy. And I believe in the rapture, so a lot of people will at some point disappear. I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm just telling you, if you like this fucking podcast, you can donate to it. But make sure you're thinking about these things rationally. Make sure you recognize that a lot of people are lying to you, that I could even be lying to you. Do your own thought on all this. Do your own thinking. Do your own research. Don't just assume that some random shithead's telling you the truth. You know what? I could be sheep-dipped. I mean, I don't think I am. Usually you know if you are. But who knows, right? Maybe this is more like the Parallax View. Or Arlington Road. And I just don't know until it's too late, right? But if you like the podcast, you can donate. I'll use it for food. I'll use it for water. I'll use it for shelter. I'll use it to buy a little bit of joy in the form of beer and marijuana and music. I'll use it to purchase a little bit of happiness. So you can do that. It's up to you. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Ho, ho, ho. Thursday, April the 27th, 2023. Two times three is six. Six plus one is seven. April the 27th, 2023. What is it? Three plus four is seven. Two times two is four. Six times six is 36. It's April the 27th, 2023. Almost 11.30 a.m. here in Scompton, Utah. Wherever you are, I'm sure it's nice. Is it nice and sunny? Here, they start spraying around 8 a.m. It looked like it's been a, be a nice day until I looked at the sky and saw them spraying whatever it is they spray. But I hope it's nice where you are. I hope it's nice where you are.